Good morning, my turtle doves. Today is March 28th. It is a beautiful Sunday here. Um, I have not done a podcast in a couple days because, as I told you before, I'm 100% transparent. I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. So if you hear me get quiet for a second, it's because I have to take a sippy sip. Um, But as I told you a couple days ago, mentally, I wasn't really like therefore because of this whole situation with covid um people testing positive not knowing if i should get the vaccine um i actually went down yesterday and got tested i did the rapid and i also did the um pcr the one that takes 48 hours so the rapid was negative i'm just waiting on the pcr results um but i am a whole lot better because i had to sit in the presence of god and let his peace rest on my shoulders Because at the end of the day, we can't change it if it does happen or if there's a situation in your life that you can't control. So we ask God to control the things inside of us and not the things around us because those are are things that we don't have power over. Today, I wanted to come to you and talk to you about Christianity. Kind of somewhat an explanation because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how Christians are hypocrites and how we're all going to hell and so on and so forth. But um, I just wanted to defend it because at one point I would not even call myself a Christian. I started saying I'm a believer just because I started to listen to the things that other people said. However... Um, you got to always be true to you. You know why you do certain things and you know, you know, your faith, you know, not even religion. You just know your faith, faith and Christ, Christianity, we we are to be Christ like nobody is 100 percent perfect because we were created in this flesh and this flesh is bound to sin it desires to sin it craves sin it just wants to and that's because that is its nature it's a sinful nature for the flesh to want to sin your spirit inside of you is the only thing that's perfect that's the thing that god inhabits that's the thing that god strengthens that's the thing that when your body is no longer god calls your spirit and your soul to him so um the first thing that i wanted to you know like i always do I speak a little bit, and then I hit you with a couple of scriptures. But I, I, we, we, what we do um, when we see a person in the public eye, a person says that they're a Christian. You don't really know much about Christianity, I can assure you, because if you did, you would not hold a person to a godlike standard. Meaning that when Kirk Franklin, and I'm going to touch on that subject just because I want to make a point. Kirk Franklin, um, about a week ago, he cursed his son out. I mean, he went off. I'm talking like I I wasn't saved the day of my life kind of go off, right? He cursed him out, threatened him, said all type of things. And now everybody, like there's such backlash. He has to go and publicly apologize. And people are saying all type of things about him. So let me ask you a question. Because Kirk Franklin cursed his son out, does that mean that there's not something about the name Jesus? Do we not now want to behold the lamb? You know what I'm saying? Like, his work, the things that he said has nothing to do with his sinful flesh, which he is human. And he, The mistake that he made cursing out his son just let you know that he is not God. 
He's human just like you and me. You make mistakes. I'm a, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So why is he being crucified like Jesus Christ and he's not? Why do we crucify people as if they're Jesus Christ when they're not? Why don't we allow people to live in their own humanity? Ask God for their, for their forgiveness because they're the ones who's going to have to answer for it on judgment day. They're the ones who's going to have to sit in front of God and say, God, well, I told this whole crowd not to fornicate or not to um, commit adultery, not to commit murder. And I, in turn, secretly did all those things. And they're going to have to give account to that. So that actually brings me into my first scripture, First um, John 4 and 1. It says, Dear Friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Then it brings me to the next scripture, Hosea 4 and 6. Many people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So, basically, what that says is, when Kirk Franklin told you that there's something about the name Jesus, right? And you went and sat in Kirk Franklin, you, you, there's something about the name Jesus, you listen to that song, oh, there's something about the name Jesus, but you never even verify if there is something about the name Jesus. You never tested, it, tried it to, for true. You never checked to see if, um, you never checked to see if there was something about the name Jesus. So now you're going along with what Kirk Franklin said, there's something about the name of Jesus. You have not went, like Hosea said, and verified it. You didn't go, no, I mean, on First John, you have not went to verify what is it about this name Jesus that I should be so in love with? What is it about this name Jesus? Because what you've done is you've tested the spirit, tried it for yourself, saw it true, and you kept going. You did not allow the lack of knowledge to make you perish because if you had not went to see what it is about the name of Jesus, you would not have learned the things that you needed to learn. And that, that like, and I hope you're following me with where I'm going. And then Psalms 146, 3 through 4, it says, Do not put your trust in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. So you put your faith in man. You listen to Derek Jackson and you listen to these people and you put your faith in them that the things that they say are true. That's when they do something wrong and now you're broken because what they said, they did the opposite and now you can't understand how you're going to make it because you put your trust in that man. You did not get the knowledge that you needed. You did not test the things that they were saying because if you did, when you saw that this person made a mistake, you would have known that it's not them, it's their flesh, but the information that you received is still true, and that's because you verified it for yourself. We have a standard that we need to uphold as Christians, right? God gives us all the same measure of faith. God gives us all promises. He made a covenant in, um, with Abraham for us, and we all have things that we're not supposed to do. Prime example, Deut Deuteronomy 5 and 7 gives you the Ten Commandments, right? It says, well, I wrote down more than ten because I believe that they're all equally important. It says, no gods, no, don't put any gods before God. 
Don't make any images of yourself in the form of anything. So you know how you go around putting your face on these gold chains and now you have people looking at it or, or people going around putting your face on gold chains, tattoos of your face on their body. Um, that That's not something that God wants you to do. It says, do not bow down to any other idols. Do not misuse the name of God. Observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. Honor your mother and your father. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet, which means desire, have jealousy, or want your neighbor's wife. Desire his house or land or anything that belongs to him. So we have a standard that we need to uphold. And even if you go to the book of Proverbs, it tells you how to love others as you love yourself. How can you love me, a God that you cannot see and your brother standing next to you? You don't even love him. and You can touch him. So how can you love me? And you've never even seen me a day in your life. So we, we, we do have a cup. We do have a standard that we need to uphold. We do have the Ten Commandments. We do have the Old Testament and the New Testament. There are things that God tells us not to do that we should not do. However, we are not perfect. We are not God. We were made in a sinful flesh that wants to sin every day. And we're supposed to renew our minds daily. And some of these things come by fasting and praying, as the Bible tells you, which if you read the Bible, you will get the knowledge that you need so that you do not perish like it told you. And I don't and, and, and this whole thing is just basically me giving an account of the Christian faith so that you all don't put us in the same box because we're not in the same box. Um so the same things that you have to do, we have to do. And the thing is, is that we are, there was a blood covenant that was made when Jesus died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven. And I'll be right back to tell you about that. And thank you for staying with me. If you've made it thus far, my total dove to the second segment, which is, an explanation. This one is an explanation. I'm going to explain to you how we are abound by grace. However, we should not continue sinning. However, God knows that we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes. However, the, the thing is in the repentance, the continuously renewing your mind daily, the continuous fasting and praying and God, my spirit longs for you, but my flesh is imperfect and he knows that, but he wants you to give that to him. Give him your imperfections so that he can clean you up, make you whole and make you new and you can be who he created you to be. And um, I don't know if you heard that buzz on the last one, but that was me getting my test results, which were negative and I'm happy about it, but <clears throat> that doesn't it, it, it still ha my guard is still up, right? I'm still guarded. I still feel like, okay, what is going on? You know, <laughs> what is going on? My guard is still up. I'm not going to let my guard down in regards to that. So there is a scripture and we are going to go to Romans 6, 1 and no, wait, I'm not going to go there yet. Galatians 1. 3 through 4 says grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. Remember I told you he spared not his only son so that our sins can be forgiven and that we can be saved from a fiery depth of hell. Right? Then it goes on to say 
on 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all righteousness. Okay, so we are abound by grace. If I commit adultery, I ask for forgiveness. Adultery is when you have sex out of your marriage. So if you're married and you have sex out of the marriage, that's adultery. Um, just, just in case you didn't know, and then fornication is having sex before marriage. Um, so there's before marriage and then while you're married, cheating, that type of stuff. Um, so I, I'm doing all of these things and all I got to do is ask God for, um, to forgive me and I'm good. That's, that's what, that's what some people brains think. All I got to do is ask God to forgive me and I'm good. But if you read your Bible and you sit down in the presence of God, you'll know that, it's true to a certain extent. It's true to a certain extent. So say I meet this guy, right? And I like this guy. And me and this guy are hanging out. And I decide that I'm strong enough to go and sit in the comfort of his home. I'm strong enough to go sit on his sofa at his house alone by ourselves watching a movie. We Netflix and chilling right now and the lights are off. We haven't had any wine because I don't drink, right? And there's this emotion that my flesh feels. The emotion that your flesh feels that you want to do something, right? Your body starts to stir up on the insides and things go to happen and your tenderloins start getting a little bit more tender, right? <laughs> your tenderloins start to get a little bit more tender, my turtle dove. And he looks at you, you look at him, y'all start kissing and you going at it now, right? And now your emotions and your body is taking over and you fornicate. Oh, wow. You Oh, God. I wake up in the morning. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. God, why did I do that? I did not mean to do it. Jesus, please, I repent, my God. I apologize for um, defiling my body. I apologize for going against your will and doing the things that I wasn't supposed to do. And wholeheartedly, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. God, I'm so sorry, and I won't do it again. Please give me strength. And then you probably don't even talk to Buddy anymore because you you you, you like him. But, oh, God, I made a covenant with you, and I broke it last night just to get my tenderloins fried and cooked. <laughs> and so... You, you you ask him for forgiveness. And remember, I told you before, God remembers those things no more. God does not remember those things anymore. And you just going on about your business and you don't do it again. But then there's that other person who her tenderloins got fried and cooked. And they like the chicken tenders from Publix, right? And now she just keep on going. She just keep going. Keep going. She's not even asking for forgiveness no more because now it's a part of her routine. I'm just going to go lay down. Because I did it already once. And all I got to do is ask for forgiveness when I'm ready. And God going to forgive me. That's the two examples of a person who's really trying to win the heart of God. And then the person who's just going to. who And, 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 and by all means, um, person number two does not mean that she does not want to win the heart of God. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that person number one. She asked for forgiveness. She wholeheartedly meant it. And she continued to go on 
with the asking of forgiveness, you know, and she continued to try to renew her mind and repent and stand in front of God and show him that I really, really am trying, God. Make him my husband if it's meant for us to be together so that I can stop sinning. And I was telling my therapist yesterday that there's a scripture in the Bible that says it's best for us not to get married because once you get married, you're consumed with children and, 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 and um, husband and wifely duties that you, God is not your number one priority anymore. And then it goes on to say, however, it's better to be married than burn with passion. So by all means, go ahead and get married if you must. And if it will save your soul, you have not done anything wrong by getting married. But it is best to not be married. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. So that brings me to my final um, scripture in regards to this. Romans 6, 1 through 2. This guy asked, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And then it says, by no means. We are those who died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? So once you ask God to come into your heart, into your life, you ask for forgiveness of your sins, you are consistently every day trying <clears throat> not to sin. God knows that you'll fall short. But it's the effort. It's your effort that you put in. Nobody's perfect. Even those people who live by only the Old Testament where you die for everything. If you sneezed and didn't say God bless you, you died. And that's me being, um, I'm being over-exaggerating just so that you can understand what I mean. By like you died for everything. There was no grace. God was like, these people are disgusting. I created this world and their hearts are evil. They're doing this and doing that. And I'm just going to destroy this whole earth. And he promised us that he wouldn't do that anymore. <clears throat> he promised that he wouldn't destroy the earth anymore. But he... saw that we were imperfect but he said just come to me sit in my presence talk to me ask me for forgiveness and it's just basically like having a conversation with God God I know I'm not perfect and I'm so sorry and I'm going to try my best every day in your strength I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me God you give me the strength to not do the things that I don't want to do that I do anyway and the things that I do want to do, I do not do. You give me the strength to walk in the spirit. And in the spirit, I am perfect. In the spirit, I can do everything that you told me that I can do. I can be everything that you called me to be. I fall short. But God, I'm sorry. But I'm here. And I'm giving you all my filth. And I'm letting you clean me up and make me new. It's something about that newness. When you go into God and you're all black and your heart is thinking every time something walks by, you say something bad about it. And God comes in and he makes you new. He makes you whole. He makes you amazing. He makes you important. He makes you you. He defines you. You know, it's something about when you're in the world and you're doing all the wrong things and all the wrong people are flocking to you and all the wrong, just wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. But when you go to God, God makes it right. And then um, last but not least, chapter 6 and 4 in Romans and I didn't write down the whole scripture, but towards the end, it says Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father that we too 
may live a new life. So God, when you asked for forgiveness, you became a new creature. You no longer that girl who said, oh, I fornicated. But God going to forgive me anyway, so I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And I'm going to do it the next day because God know my heart. God know my heart. God knows your heart. Yes, he does. But God also set a standard for you to uphold. God told you what he wanted from you. He told you how he can help you with accomplishing the things that he wanted from you. He told you that he will forgive you of your sins and remember them no more. But he also told you to renew your mind daily. He told you that you need to pray with him. He told you that you need it. If my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and also you need to repent, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. So he tells you what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it, when he wants you to do it. Because sometimes you'll be asleep and wake up 4 o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. That's God saying, get up. I need to talk to you about something real quick. If you just sit still... And you listen. That was me listening. If you sit still and you listen, God will download and whisper everything into your spirit that he needs you to know. And as you consistently try to be obedient and consistently repent and consistently try your best not to commit those sins and fornicate and do the things that you're not supposed to do. God, in turn, will keep you in a hedge of protection. You are abound by grace. Things will happen. Yes, they will. Things are going to happen. But he's there with you, saving you. So that there's a song that says, um, it says, um, it says, um, I, um, so I can tell all my friends, so I can tell you have one again. Um, he says, fight this battle for me and help my unbelief. God, I need you to come back and win this thing again so I can tell all my friends you did it once again. So we go through things for other people because sometimes God gives you the blueprint for other people. God gives you the blueprint to save the life of 30, 100, 1,000 people. And he just sacrificed that one. Just like he sacrificed that one Jesus Christ to save the entire world. And as I talk about God's love, and as I talk about God's grace, I just kind of get choked up about it every single time. Because I last like last year, and, and, and now I'm shifting away, but this is all still in the whole Christianity thing. This is all still within that Christianity um, realm because like I said last year 2020 2028 um, the end of 2018 the year that God delivered me from my ex and put me in a house with all new everything the end of 2018 that perfect year that God blessed me so good I opened my mouth and I told him he lied for me and so from the end of 2018 all the way to the beginning of 2020 that's like a year and some change I told God you lied I was mad and that was all because I didn't know him for myself I knew what people told me he was but I didn't know who he was and so that's why it's so easy for you to look at Kirk Franklin and cast him down into the depths of hell where he came where, where you think he came from where you think he belongs because you don't know God for yourself. And if you knew God for yourself, you would pray for your brother. Because the Bible tells you also 
that when your brother falls short, you should pray for him. And you should help him back into a place of Christianity and a place of pureness and that place of grace and that place of redemption. You should pray him back into that place and help him get back there. So last year, and I, I'm telling you, I get so choked up when I think about the goodness of God. And I think about where I was. Like right now, I'm looking at, uh, um, I've been going to get mammograms. I'm looking at a paper that came last year as in the midst of everything that I was going through that says that I don't have breast cancer and the lumps that they found were benign but they had to keep an eye on them for like a year. I had to go keep getting mammograms. They didn't have to do a biopsy. I just had to lose some weight. And God renewed me because I sat in his presence and I read his word and I found out who he was and what he wanted me to do. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. God, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. There is, and I'm not, and I'm transparent. I make mistakes. I make mistakes. I make mistakes. The days that God tells me to trust in Him, lean not in my own understanding, to be still and know that He is God, to cast all my cares upon Him, and He will give me rest. All of those things that God tells Him, there's days where I lay here and I just don't want to with the world. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything because I'm depressed, but I did not sit in God's presence long enough for Him to remove that spirit from me. So, every time I think about last year, Last year, when I look in the mirror, God, you did that. God, you did that. I laid in front of God and I gave him my dirtiness. I gave him my fornication. I gave him my sin. I gave him my filthy mouth. I don't curse no more. Sometimes I'll say hell out of context. And every time I say it, I hear God say, you need to stop saying that. <laughs> stop it. You know, but I, he cleaned up my mouth. I used to say, I, 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 in order for me to stop cursing, I got to stop talking. But last year, I was talking, and God cleaned up my mouth, and he cleaned up my body, and he made me a whole new person that I didn't even realize was there. Somebody sent me a picture of me, and I didn't even realize it was me. I was looking at that picture like, why you sent me a picture of yourself, and you didn't send the pictures that I took with my brothers? And she said, sis, that's you. And I was like, what? When I look at myself... And I see the person that God created. I say, God, you did that. I'm not perfect and he loves me anyway. I make mistakes and he loves me anyway. I make mistakes and God still says, come sit in front of me. I need to warn you before destruction. God still says, come sit in front of me. I need to create a covenant with you to save you. God says, come sit with me. There are some things that the enemy is brewing and I need to protect you. And I thank God for the days that... I did not know, but he knew and he showed it to me. I thank God for the nights that I laid down and I dream of friends that's going through it. They will come sit at my table and tell me how in turmoil they are and I can pray for them. I thank God that when I find out somebody tested positive for COVID and I was next to them, instead of thinking about myself, I think about them and I pray for them first. So when I think of Christianity, I think of me. I think of the person that's imperfect. But God loves me anyway. I think of the person who needs something and somebody. And God comes from the throne where he sits high and looks low. He has millions, umpteenth, how many? I can't even give you a number of the amount of children that he has. But he comes down from his throne to sit with me. To tell me I love you. 
You made the mistake, but I'm here for you. You're in danger, but I'm here to protect you. It's better to walk through hell and fire with God than it is to sit in peace without him. Because if you're sitting in peace without God, there's something wrong with that. So, my turtle doves. <laughs> that got a little deep real quick, right? I had to tell y'all because I love me some Jesus and God. Even when I get to the point where I just be like so stubborn, God, you just lie. <laughs> you know, even when I get into that place, that got deep. Like I think I just think about the goodness of God and I just want everybody to feel that. So at the end of each segment, my turtle dove, and I hope you're still here, here with me. My challenge to you. And I'm looking at a scripture, Psalms 1. 45 and 13, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. And he made you, my turtle dove. I ask my challenge is that you test the knowledge. Test the things that you hear. Test the podcast that you listen to, even this one. Test the guys who tell you, and, and, and not test those guys, test the information. Test when they tell you a man don't need two years to decide if he want to marry you, which I believe that's true, but whatever. <laughs> test it. Test it for true. Find it true for yourself, and then you believe it. If it aligns with the word of God, it's true. So, test it. Don't perish for the lack of knowledge. Every piece of information that you come in contact to, with, whether it's a sermon, a scripture, a conversation that you have with somebody. And yes, it sounds good. It, it sound, They make it sound delicious, don't they? But I still want you to test it anyway. Don't just take the information of a person and run with it. Test the knowledge for yourself. Get an understanding of it. Find out whether or not it aligns with the word of God. And then you believe it. And then you run with it. And then you move forward. And then you make your decisions. And then you make your choices. And then you say yes to the marriage. And then you say yes to the vaccine. And then you say yes to the job. And then you say yes to the covenant or, or, or relationship. So, I hope you all have an amazing Sunday. I'm going to finish my cup of coffee. And I have church today. I'm going to church today. I was saying that I wasn't because I just don't feel like doing anything. Today, I swear I'm not doing anything. But I'm going to do some stuff. <laughs> have an amazing day. I love you, my turtle doves. I love you. I love you. I love you with the love of God that's inside of me with every bit of it. And I hope I said something that would enlighten you. Bye.